Greetings, my most excellent. Oh. <laughs> what a start! Greetings, my most excellent friends. Welcome back to the Sandems School of Film podcast. Please join us and on our most excellent adventure through time as we discuss all genres of film. My name is Tim. With me in the booth is Brad, Al, Jules, and maybe Brad's son. I'm sure maybe he's, he's, he's got a visit. I, I asked He'll him to knock in. on the door this time and. Was that a knock? Or was that, that a knock? I reckon that was a knock. I reckon yeah. it was a knock. Yeah. He loves a pop-in. Enter. <laughs> Are you going to do anything about the knock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. No? Okay. No? Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Just my TV falling off the wall. <laughs> He's climbing something. <laughs> uh, Brad. The, the cat is on fire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not Nacho. Now he's oh, hot Nacho. Again. <laughs> Cut down that cat. Brad, you're in charge of the booth today. I am. Taking us back. All the way, oh, I've got to bloody remember what it was, 1994. Yes. Wild. To watch the Australian comedy, The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. I, I, I reckon, I have seen this prior to, mm. but I can't, I couldn't tell you when. As It wouldn't be a first viewing for anyone here with us, a pretty no. well-known Australian no. backdrop. It's been a long time. It's been, yeah, a, long it's been time, a very yeah. long, really time. long time. I've seen it a lot, but it's been a long time. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, before we crack into it here at the San Dima School of Film, we acknowledge and are grateful to our first storytellers, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the traditional custodians of the unceded lands we are recording on. Julian Booth. Gentlemen, we're history. Excuse me. You okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 1994. Have we been here, Al? Nobody knows. Let's find out what happened in... <laughs> History with Brad. History with Brad. History with Brad. History with Brad. Okay. Good start. Good. I'm glad that uh, my mic's working again. We hopefully. hope. Yeah. We don't know. We, don't know. we have no idea exactly. if you're doing this episode Apologies. again. <laughs> Um, uh, Tim in that little basket there. Do I bring my glasses? Because I can't read what I read. Uh, ah, sorry. Yeah, yeah they are there. They I, are I, there. I found, I found the point of focus. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, zoom Timmy, in, zoom Timmy, out. Get it? Thanks, Timmy. That's great. It's that's what happens when you get old. I got you. I'd like to oh, say we. I'd like to say we're out of practice, but we're just. This rolling just on, we, like, yeah. we, <laughs> we are never, never in practice. practice. Yeah. This, this, we practice this to get this crap every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're really good at it. It's a special kind of skill to be this shit. All right, <laughs> <laughs> and yet here we consistently are, consistently, <laughs> this shit. consistently shit. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, we love you. We love our fans. All right, Priscilla, uh, 1994, 2.39 to one. Bit of a random. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't had ratio? aspect ratio for a while. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, there's a whole lot of Oh, are you okay? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, hour 44. Mm. Sorry. Yeah. Um, we have been here before. The Crow and uh, uh, Hunsucker Proxy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's a blast from the past. Um, yeah, nice. Interesting. And, uh, interesting Three very, enough. very different films. Yeah. <laughs> yes, very much so. Very much so. Uh, the budget for this film was uh, very, very low. Well, probably at the time quite high for an Australian film of 219000 Whoa. Whoa. That's cheap. And I thought this film was a worldwide smash. It is. Only it made $11 million worldwide. Really? Mm. It was mainly here in America, right? 
I think. Yes, yeah. I mean, but, but nowhere anywhere else, though. Oh, great. Look, that's great, pretty percent, good. great percentage. Like that's a win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, things were going on in 1994. Um, I went to a different place today just because we have been here before. So I'm just going to do some, some uh, point form things. Mm. Pulp Fiction, Friends, Oasis, Kurt Cobain Died, <laughs> oh, yeah. Shawshank Redemption, Lion King, Woodstock 2, Korn's first album, Forrest Gump. Uh, that wow. says Armand, but I meant Amazon was founded. Get PlayStation out. launched, and the least su- the uh, not so successful counterpart, uh, Sega Saturn. Oh yeah, that's hey, ninety four. PlayStation in ninety four. Mm-hmm. The PlayStation didn't come out in ninety four, did it? Mm-hmm. Really? According to this Whoa, website, it did. That's crazy. I thought it came out when I was in like high school. Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, allegedly. <laughs> I'll say, prove me wrong, listeners. That's wild. All right, I, well, there you go. My research is very limited. Did anyone here <laughs> ever have like a true obsession with a band? Because Corn was mine. You were big. In I was yeah. uh, no, I was more than big. It was all I cared about for a long time. Look, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was talking about this with someone the other day. Strangely enough, and I'd have to say that in my early childhood of sort of you know that sort of mid to late eighties or mid to, yeah early to mid eighties. Bon Jovi was a big thing in my life when yeah. I was a kid. Bon John Bovi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Righto. Yeah. 1994, good stuff. Are we, wow. Is that it? Is yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah cool. Just a bit different. Yeah, right. as I said. Now, look, I, with that budget thing and the gross, I'd like to double check, so I just got that off IMDb. Mm. I'm not too sure, and that doesn't sound right, 11 million gross, that doesn't sound right. That might have just been in Australia. Maybe but that it was didn't like, say. Maybe that was that, that year or something. or But I do, because this, this movie went... It went ballistic, like it, it, it was so good for, you know, Australia and everything like that. But it was also, um, like, it's been turned into a stage show. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, people do like, I guess you, I don't know if you call it a pilgrimage, but they, you know, people replicate the trip. Like, it's done so much for like, the drag community, if you will. Like, it's 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 huge. And like, in nineteen ninety four, this was a <sighs> huge. Step outside the very comfortable square of the Australian Film Commission. Very much so. That was quite happy to fund films that involved, you know, lots of masculinity, mm. violence, and so forth. Racism. Racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but to step down this path mm. must have taken some serious conversations to have some funding and directive put forward from the Australian Film Commission at yeah. this point. In but 1994. It, like I've, I haven't heard, I've read it, watched it, who knows, like where like a lot of the, they had a really hard time to find actors to play the roles, you know, like I'm heaps sure of people turned down, uh, turned down the offer to, to, you know, play these roles um, because they didn't want to play a drag queen. It's like, mm-hmm. kidding, Strangely, oh, I'll come fix it in a sec, mate. Um, strangely enough, though, our four main characters, including... Bill Hunter. Bill Hunter. They're the four, obviously the four main people in this film and the strongest actors because a lot of the little side actors here and there are quite terrible. Oh, so shit. But it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> like, great. really, really terrible. Like, not even neighbours worthy terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Below that, they're pretty shocking. But the, the main four are actually quite good. So Terrence Stamp, obviously. Oh, my God. Bernadette Terrence Stamp. Is, like, for him to be able to do this. Like, that, there's, there's a perfect example of what you were saying before, Jules. To get, to get an actor of that level at this time to be playing that role. Mm. Spot on. Bernadette was the best character. Oh, so absolutely. Oh, the so coolest good. character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was really great. They covered like three ge- 
genuine sort of genres of of that industry of like the the proper old school guy mm. that's been that way all his life. The guy that maybe started her off life. one way. Sorry, her, her life. Her life. Sorry. Her, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Please correct me on that when I say that. Please. Okay. That's I did. We're, it we're is doing important. our best here. Yep. Uh, then you've got the guy that maybe didn't realize until later in life, and then you've got your very young, uh, you know, Guy Pierce character. Oh. Yeah, I knew straight away. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. but I got to say. Guy Pearson is ripped. Maybe not. Uh, Holy smokes! Freaking <laughs> chiselled this. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, Hank Azaria from uh, Birdcage chiselled. It's what uh, I thought about. But though. close. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> after watching it, I kind of want to murder Guy Pearson and steal his teeth. He's got perfect teeth. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I want his teeth. Yeah, right. Like, because years and years of playing hockey and contact sports, Ooh, my teeth yeah. are fucked. <laughs> I've had, I was, like, I've held my teeth in my hand. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I just, I couldn't get over it. Every time he smiled, I'm just like, you motherfucker, I want your teeth. Yeah, I want your teeth. But he was, he was great yeah. in it, playing that, that oh, so completely good. ultra annoying character. He was so yeah. annoying. Oh, dude. my God. But he was so perfect that it. it was great. Oh, it was good. Man. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't know. I chose this film because we did the birdcage, and it just got me thinking. It's like, yeah. hang on, there's there's another sort of avenue down here from the Australian point of view, and there's a lot of. I remember seeing this at cinemas, and there's a lot of scenes in this that just made me piss myself laughing. Mm. I <clears throat> two of the funniest scenes ever in films have been from Australian films. So, oh, yeah. uh, the falling off the bank counter in <laughs> two hands. In oh, two hands. <laughs> Where I, li- I literally, the girl I was seeing that with, wanted to leave the cinemas because I was laughing so hard. I literally nearly wet myself. And the oh. second one is in this film, in when I was in the cinemas and the ping pong ball scene. Oh. I could not stop laughing. <laughs> I just, I lost my shit when I saw that yeah, for the first time. Right. And I remember years and years ago, I sent my mum and dad as a Christmas present to uh, to the stage show of this. <laughs> and when they got back, the first thing I went to dad was, "Did they do the ping pong ball?" Scene? Oh, yeah. And he's like, "Yep." And he's going. Went. How was mum? And he goes. Let's not talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. So had had you seen this? Because like you know, for me when we watched the Birdcage, you know, like I came into it, I was really excited to watch it, and and then I was you know a bit disappointed and kind of like how homophobic it was and like how cringy a few of the things were. Have you seen this recently? No, I haven't seen this in ten years. Did it live up to expectations? Ooh, maybe not as much, but I still yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, right. But maybe wasn't like I started really noticing the, the some of the really terrible acting. Yeah, right. I was going to ask you, Jules, about that um, in terms of the birdcage and this, and how you think they marry up with each other. Yeah, I, th- I think this does a lot better job at kind of um, telling the story because. The beauty about this was it tells the story of, you know, like the difficulties that that queer or or transsexual or or you know just gender diverse people struggle with. They don't really. It, it's not the story. It's not the main story. It's a side story because mm. like we're we're thrown straight into it. It's mm. just like yeah, the sweet. pacing at the starts real quick. It's yeah. like boom, they're off. They're like sweet. Yeah. These yeah. guys, you know, these guys and girls are drag queens. You know what? They're going to go do a tour. And yes, they have some difficulties along the way, but it's not the main story. The main story is just about these people getting to their destination to help somebody out and blah, blah, blah. Whereas the birdcage is more um, the stories about not coming out, but it's more about dealing with the issues of people yes. accepting and things like that. Whereas this does, but on a on a much more minor level. So I I, I thought it was quite nice that it wasn't see what the mean. main part of the story. Yeah. So yeah, there's it's more of a focus of the three of them and their relationship as yeah. opposed to 
the outside. Like, while yeah, they do yeah. come across that, they come across the hardship that they have to deal with on a daily basis. It, yeah, definitely. It's like, not the it's not the focus of the film. And, like, you know, you look at the hardships of, like, like Bernadette wants to find a, a decent partner and, you know, you think, you you know, he, she finds that with, um, is it Bob? The guy mm-hmm. with the beard? Yeah, the, the mechanic, Bob, yeah. But then, like, you know, Hugo Weaving's character, Tick, um, is, you know, their struggle isn't with, like, being accepted by society. Their struggle is, well, you know, I have a son. How is my son going to take this and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, that scene... At the, the end there, when he's the talking to his son at the river, and the son's like, "Oh, you can have a boyfriend when we get back Seems to Sydney." Amazing. He's like, mm. "He's like, oh, maybe." And then you, you know, the smile on Tick's face, and you're just like, "Oh man, what yeah." Because his son's like, "Oh, good, yeah, yeah. oh, good, that's yeah, good." Yeah. You know, like I, I just, I just love that. See, I feel like the the major theme of this film is that it's about Tick coming out to his son. Yeah, like that's that's the yep. whole thing we're talking about because yeah, yeah, yeah. he he takes this show in Alice. Because of his wife, like his wife has booked him for this show, yeah. and he knows he has a kid, mm. and but he hasn't met him. Is that like? Yeah, I think I don't think he's met him, right? I don't think so. I think it might have been because he's there at the birth. Yeah, and but is he she, in his, no, I don't know. In his chandelier? She, yeah, but is he? Because I thought yeah. that was just like like a dream. His sequence. his yeah. Mm. Well, she she does say so when um, Tick first comes in when he is it arrives. Tick or Tig? Tick. Well, tick. I think it's Tick. Thank yeah, you. like like a correct like um. Yeah. Um, she asks the son. I can't remember the son's name. Uh, do you remember Benji. Tick, Benji. Benji? She's like, oh, do you remember Tick? And he's a bit like, mm, not too sure. Like, so obviously, sure. like maybe, um, you know, Tick left when when Benji was very young. But I, I love that relationship between the wife and Tick. Well, you know, ex wife. No, he's still, no, he's still married. married. Yeah. Yeah, he's still between married. it, their greeting is awesome. Oh, it's when so they good. see each but, other. Yeah, like obviously, it it was a a marriage of. God, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, you know, I think they, they both understood their, you know, where their lives were going. I don't think they were, like, do you think it was a marriage that they, they were like, oh, you know, I'm a guy and I'm trying to marry a woman. I like, think it oh. was more of the point that Tick was still not quite sure himself and was just going down the, yeah. the path of, well, this is what people do. And well, I, I don't think he'd actually realised yeah. where he was. It's almost her. it's almost like you get the feeling of when he eventually came out to her, she was like, yeah, I know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. it seems very much like that. Yeah, that, I kind And of it's like, I've always known. Yeah, <laughs> like, correct. Yeah. Like maybe they, I kind of had that idea because she had a girlfriend, or the, the son mentions, oh, mum had a girlfriend for a while, blah, blah, blah. And like, um, that they, they knew and they understood, but it was a... Uh, mutual agreement kind of thing. Like, you know, she wanted mm. to have a child and like, you know, obviously like with how homophobic and things people were back then and even just like trying to have a a child in a same-sex relationship back then was like nearly impossible. And, you know, so I thought maybe it was like a mutual agreement mm. uh, that maybe yeah. they were helping each other out somehow. I, I'm not really too sure. I mean, they don't really cover it too much, but I suppose we don't really need to know too much of the backstory. But, but yeah, so... I guess for, from that point of view of um, going back to what you were saying earlier, like the, the difference between this and the birdcage, like, you know, I guess from from the get-go, we're just on board with these, you know, with these people. Like we don't, we're not really here for judgment. We're just, we're on their journey, regardless of whether it's a drag queen, a straight person, a gay person, like, a, you know, transgender. Like it doesn't matter. The We're on board with the journey. And yes, there's a bit of, you know, 
uh, coming of age, I guess you'd say, not not really coming of age, but like, you know, each person is going through their own experience and like, you know, the issue isn't, is it right? Is it wrong? It's just, it just is. It just is, and that's, yeah. I just love that about this film. Whereas with the birdcage, the whole thing is about, you know, hey, we have to hide. We're this. hiding it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, whereas this is like in your face in the best possible way. like like. Well, oh, and it's so amplified good. because they're going to country, country Australia. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the, like, it's like that's the big, not not risk is the wrong word, but that's the the big thing that they take in the film is, you know, mm. they're going from Sydney to Broken yeah, Sydney's Hill. A, Sydney's their, to, their yeah. you know, they're in their little bubble, and I think they talk about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, certain mm. times, there's like they're in their little bubble. Um, you know, well, so when they're first walking Oxford down street. the main street of Broken Hill, and it's just all these shots <laughs> of everyone just staring. <laughs> yeah, with these, I love it. And how about that dress? That well, the, oh, on, so like it's amazing. The, the, yeah, see the. I think the funny part about that scene is that that was the that was the bet that they had on the bus. Remember, they were like, "If if I lose, you can't mention my wife around me again." And then Guy Pierce is like, "What if I win?" And he's like, "Oh, we'll sort something out." And so that's the that's him losing the bet, he, and the bet you know he has to walk down the main street in drag he has to walk down the main drag of Broken Hill in drag Yeah. but the funny part about it is that Guy Pearce does it as well yeah. he's like fuck it he's I'm like, in yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like if you well, think no, you're going like, to get all the attention yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah yeah so good yeah, that yeah. hair though like that wig it's, I don't even know oh, what it's oh made from but the, it's like neon straws the co- <laughs> I don't even know the man. costumes in this film are breathtaking oh, so like good. they are so good oh man it's amazing like the performance they do in Alice Springs and they've got the, um, they do the Sydney Opera House with like their big fans or whatever yeah, they've got. Yeah, and like all the different like, animals. Like, what? This is unreal. So yeah. I'm super excited. because Is like, that with the Frill Neck Lizard one? Yeah. They come yeah. out as Frill Neck Lizards? Uh, yeah. yeah, and they go through It's like costumes. a, it's kind of, it's it's sort of strange because it's like a montage. Mm. It is. There's like, they come out in a bunch of different costumes, but there's no way in that one song they've had time to, Change oh, hell no. all those costumes. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, with the limited budget, they could only afford the rights to the one song. So oh, like, absolutely. Oh, let's just yeah, yeah. Up. But I thought that worked perfectly. I thought that worked so well. Yeah, no, absolutely. If I could do one song and... Um, I don't even know if I'm supposed to mention this, but um, it's looking like I'll be touring with um, a couple of drag queens for, uh, for a show good. that's coming up. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, Trixie and someone else. Sorry, I can't no, remember. no one listens to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, ouch. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the tour has just been announced and I'm pretty sure I'm doing that. I, t- I told my partner because like, you know, they're, we're going to, I haven't done it yet, but we're going to go do drag bingo. Yeah, amazing. It's just bingo hosted by drag queens. And yeah. I'm so excited. So this tour apparently is going to be the funniest thing because um, I know a couple other people that toured with um, RuPaul's when they filmed yeah, RuPaul's nice. Australia and apparently it's just... They're just the funniest. Did they do a like a stage thing, RuPaul? Yeah, they did a RuPaul Australia. It wasn't really a stage show. They were filming, but they it's kind of like a half half. Um, oh. I haven't seen the Australian one. I've seen a lot of the American ones. Oh, yeah, right. So yeah, so oh, it's gonna be good, but it's gonna be high energy. That's for sure. Yeah, well, that's a sound name of scoop. Yeah, scoop. yeah, yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> Jules is also now fired. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll lose my job. I'm sure there's a uh, non-disclaimer agreement in there somewhere, but uh, like I said, no one listens to us, so it's all right. Ah, <laughs> oh, amazing. Sorry, I missed that whole conversation. Ah, <laughs> right. You got to be a dad. That's Aren't cool. You? You as, that, as, a dad. as a dad. <laughs> um, this film just has so much heart. Like yeah. I, yes, like it you're does. right. Like again, I haven't seen this film in 
don't know, I reckon maybe since it came out. Oh, it just okay. sort of never came back around mm-hmm. in my scope. Yep. And I'm like, this film is awesome. Like, it's so beautiful in just like the honesty and the... I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but... Mm, it's wholesome. It's so wholesome. It's it's like, yeah, it is. It is. Mm. Uh, there's a lot it's of really just good... O- it's, it's really honest. Mm. And that felt really nice. And mm. the three guys in it, uh, like the the drag queen guys, uh, they're they're a family too. As much mm. as they, they hate mm. um, Guy Pierce's What's his name? Adam. <laughs> Adam. As much as they hate him and he's annoying. Like even that scene when they're in Cooper Pedy and he nearly has a shit kicked out mm. of him. Mm. And Bernadette comes up to him and sort of comforts him and says, you'll be right. You know, it's things like this that you can't dwell on it, use it, make you stronger. And then she says this really great thing about how that as much as we bitch and moan about Sydney, it's yeah. it kind of protects us. And she said that wall of suburbia, it's, I don't know if it's there to keep, yeah, them, keep out them out or us in. Us in yeah. and, and, that yeah. scene is so beautiful. It is, it's, it's like, a great scene. Because yeah. they've been at each other's throats the whole trip. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a definite change like, in the... Yeah, in the, and it's that, you know, we were talking earlier about like having the 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 elder you know like experience and and they've been in Bernadette's been in the you know this world forever this is all she's known well it's the, it's the first because you remember like as you said the safeness of Sydney then the broken hill thing you know they have that one woman who's like just at them, and they shut her down and get everyone like laughing. Yeah. So they come out on a win there. Damn, that's so that, a funny line though. But yeah, so then this is like the first time in their trip where it's like it, they've hit that major wall, I guess. Mm. Yep. I want to go to that hotel in Broken Hill with all the paintings on the walls. Oh, holy oh, shit! They were amazing. <laughs> I know, and they were criticizing it. I'm yeah. like, you I was, me? Come yeah. on. I was like, watching this unreal. with my partner, and I was like laughing the whole way through. And they're like, what? What? And I'm like, look at these walls. They're incredible. <laughs> yeah, they're incredible. Absolutely. Yeah, like, I hope yeah. that place is still there. Yeah. Oh, man. I do. So they do a festival. There's a festival in Broken Hill every year called the Broken Heel Festival. Oh. And it's a big it's a big drag. The Broken um, Heel Festival. Yeah. Oh, so it's not Blue Healers or anything like that? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it's drags and Blue Healers. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, oh, I would no. definitely pay to see that oh, show. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, because apparently after this, like like heaps of people do the trip, uh, and it's like it's really good because yeah, Broken Hills like been amazing apparently. Like they do like what time of year is that? Interesting because I'm working in Broken Hill in a couple of months. Oh, I hope that aligns for you. Yeah, that would be amazing. (laughs) Do you know I've always wondered? My I remember my auntie and uncle many years ago used to talk about how they used to go to Broken Hill, and I used to wonder, like, is the hill actually broken? Like, is there a split hill somewhere? Like, like why is it called Broken Hill? It was probably because it's just a mining, it's a big mining Uh, community, Mount Disappointment. So they probably just went, <laughs> oh, yeah, we broke into the hill, stole the oh, gold. And- I'll tell you what, considering there was a helicopter crash there a couple of weeks ago, yeah, pretty, oh, pretty disappointing. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, An ironic place to have a helicopter crash. Oh, no, I do remember hearing that. Mm. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That would be amazing, Tim. I was mm. in, I was working in a town called Elliot. Oh, yeah. Which is halfway between Darwin and Tennant Creek. Like, it's... Yeah, I drove through Elliot. We drove we through Elliot. Yeah, yeah, we would have done it. Yeah, we would have driven Elliot. through Elliot. Like, yeah. if you blinked, you would have missed it. But <laughs> I a few was. Of those well, we were driving the Forerunner, so we probably had to get fuel. I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every 20 kilometers, fill it up. Yeah. <laughs> but I was working at the school there for a week, and I, it happened to be the week that the Elliot Mardi Gras was on. Shit, yeah. And, the, and, you know, like, you think Mardi Gras, and you th- obviously the first thing that comes to mind is Sydney and just the size of it mm. whereas the Elliot Mardi Gras was like a tray truck oh. 
with like six sister girls on it and oh. it was amazing. <laughs> and they like do a lap of the town and then end up in the pub, which is where we were staying. Like it was just, it was so awesome. I love that. Yeah. That's so good. Do we know if they're all from Elliot? I don't know. Don't know. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> that would be gold. It would be, yeah. It was oh. really cool. Like, and it's not. Or yeah. it'd be it'd be gold if none of them were for, from Elliot. <laughs> or all of them were from Elliot. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> if none of them were from Elliot and they just came on a train. But it was, the, but it was like, it was a thing because we, because we booked our accommodation like just in time apparently because it, you know, Elliot fills out. No it, kidding. Yeah. yeah. Right. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, right. Awesome. It was just that like right place, right time. So amazing. We'll f- we'll find out, but I'm hoping it's it's when you go. Yeah, mm. yeah, me too. Um, there seems to be in Melbourne. Fair enough. I'm not really part of that community, but it seems like the drag scene in Melbourne has. I don't know if it's disappeared, but it's definitely moved from where it was. So there are a lot of the places where there used to be lo- the great drag shows in Melbourne don't exist anymore. Like the Greyhound's not there. Um, no, Greyhound's Apartments now. Yeah. The, the oh, Was it Pride and Footscray? Well, that's thing I don't know about out the other side of town, but it seems like, especially yeah. around the St Kilda area, like yeah, a lot of the, say, what was the, lot of the great the places. St Kilda the, Road there on, just on the corner. Yeah, that was the Greyhound. Oh, that was the, that was the Greyhound, oh, yeah. 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 So we used to go to the Greyhound all the time. It, yeah. yeah, and it was it was hilarious. It was like so you'd, you'd just do the free show sort of on a Friday night, grab yeah. a Palmer and basically get berated by the people that ran it. was hilarious. It's, just um, a- it's definitely still about like yeah. I've got yeah. a bunch of colleagues who do costumes and stuff. Okay, and are deep deeply into the drag. Like Actually, I had a colleague who's to. just done uh, Katy Perry's. He got flown over and just did Katy Perry's wig. Jeez, for, oh shit! Yeah, for something she was on. Jeez, that's a claim to fame. Yeah, it's amazing. Excellent. And it's like I saw the photo of the two of them. Like he got a photo next to Katy Perry in costume, and I'm like, this is the best photo I've ever seen. Like, you can see it on his face that this is just like... So, that's his Absolute pinnacle. Well, I see. Is he technically a wig master? Ooh. I guess so. Is that what they call them? Well, I'm only going off Seinfeld here um, because they had a wig master on (laughs) Seinfeld. I reckon wrangler is a better word. Wig wrangler? Wrangler? I mean, that's definitely a job. Yeah, of course. Wrangling wigs for shows is like... Oh, so it's actually wrangling wigs. It's like definitely a, a job. Yeah, right. Because like... Most before, like most before, like okay. take. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe I'd heard that before. Well, I like, know, I haven't heard that. If you think about a lot of shows, like, let's say, let's, well, let's pick Hamilton because it's on at the moment and it's everyone's like, you know, it loves it. Yeah, yeah. Mad for it. Yeah. They would all be wearing wigs mm. or most of them would be wearing wigs. Yeah. Um, and so someone's got to like look after them, basically. Oh, yeah. Take them on, take them off, water style them, them, feed them. Warden for him, yeah. Take him out for walks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. It's like the snake hair from you know, the Simpsons. Just generally, <laughs> just generally wrangle them. Yeah, yeah exactly. And Brad yeah. gets it. Yeah. Well, for, for our, it's um, like, oh, I spilt water in the wig room. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. for, for our Sushi Mango tour, so we had, for those guys, they've got, I think it's about eight wigs because they do all the uh, different four characters. or five different scenes, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, sometimes they're playing old dudes. Sometimes, But yeah, they've got these wigs and each wig has its own big like pelican case yeah. style box. And they're huge. They're very light, but it's like, you know, labels all over it. No tipping, you know, super fragile, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, we got set pieces that we treat rougher than these things, you know, and they're <laughs> yep. contained in these boxes. So it's like... I suppose they are fragile, especially if they're real wigs. It's real hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And to, and to like get them back into shape, 
takes yeah, a lot of work. Exactly it's, right. it's you know, it's hairstyling. Mm, yeah. The other thing I was going to say, uh, just sorry, moving on, um, mm, is we hang a lot of shit on New York in the eighties about being quite dirty and New rough. York. And I think now we've done uh, a few films that have been set around or have started off or at least had scenes in in the Cross in Sydney. Mm. Mm. Uh, King's Cross wasn't exactly the greatest place in the world no, to be hanging around yeah, on any rough. time of day or night, on any any given day. Uh, it was pretty rough. Mm. And there's a, that great scene where he's walking to the telephone booth to ring Bernadette and there's just like there's a fight going on in the background, there's beer yeah. bottles being thrown, yeah. it's like all the rough and tumble that was, was, the cross. was the cross. You know what's crazy out of that scene um, when he's on the phone and I saw the old style telephone and I was just like, nice. <laughs> I haven't seen one of those in forever because they're all obviously was gone. It, the old was it the old green one? Yeah, the big, big, big greyish green looking yeah. one, the big yeah. square thing. And I was just like, nice, you know, like yeah. obviously ninety four hammerite coated in that. Yeah, green yeah, yeah, yeah. Still had the old analog <laughs> dial, you know, the, the rotary telephone style. Like, oh, loved it. Most kids these days wouldn't even know what to do. No, <laughs> I think yeah. I've almost forgotten what to do. So. <laughs> yeah. Took forever, oh. and you'd, you'd get to the last number and go. Ah shit! Yeah, <laughs> if someone's got like a lot of nines in their number. You're like, God damn it! Or, or zero? I think it was zero. You had to go all the way around. <laughs> anyway. um, I found a uh, an hour long doco on. It's on iView. I think it might be on Prime as well. Yeah, but right. um, it's nearly as long as the film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it's called Between a Frock and a Hard Place. Huh? Some uh, great puns. Oh, <laughs> cocking a frock on a rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's really good. It like it talks about um it talks about Cindy Pastel, who was the um the woman it was based off. Like they, also it was based off someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the the Hugo Weaving character is based off this performer. Yeah, right. Called Cindy yeah. Pastel, and they had a kid with like uh the the door bitch, as they say in the in the. <laughs> The thing, and then found themselves as a father, and you know it was like, yeah, right, yeah, it was, yeah, it was. It's a really, it's really good. It's like it's reasonably short, and yeah. everyone's everyone's in it. Terence Stamp narrates it, and he has these awesome moments where, um, they're interviewing um, Stephen Elliott, the director, mm. and that, and he starts talking about Terence Stamp and how he got involved, and and then Terence Stamp comes over to narrate and he's like well actually it goes more like this <laughs> and it cuts to him he does like his sort of pieces to camera in the in the voiceover booth that's cool yeah, like right. so you, so it, every now and then it cuts to him in the booth and he's like staring down the barrel it's really cool yeah, yeah it's right. a really nice like really subtle sort of yeah, way to add him in. Going, where do I know Terence Stamp from? I know he's been in heaps of fact. He's, he's General, General Zod. Zod. Yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There it is. Yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. where the main one is. Yeah, he's General Zod. Um, yes, it wasn't Zod for me. It was the um, it was Star Wars. He was he was like one of the prime minister. He was a prime minister or something. He was he was a politician in what? Oh, he's in one of the pre- uh, he's in the one of the prequels. prequels. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, he was right, the original. Chancellor, yes. Chancellor Valorum. That's him. Yes. Oh Jeez. my God! Can't you knew that, <laughs> Jesus Al. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's where I knew him from. But yeah, right. Uh, nice General Zod, Neil. Yeah, I can't. I've never been a fan of Superman, to be honest. Yeah, that's a shame. It's the blue and the red together. I don't like. I hate that color combination. Blue and red together. <laughs> well, hang on a minute. So yeah. <laughs> it's yep. just the that's costume. It. Literally, literally. I'm not a big fan of Superman. Literally because of his costume. Yeah, I, that's I cool. hate blue and red together. Anyway, hey, fair enough. Um. um but apparently, so yeah, it's it's a really good doco. I'll like, right. touch on some points just because you'll never get to it. But um, <laughs> try, <laughs> yeah, I'll not, try. You, not you specifically, yeah. Jules. But but um, apparently, Terence Stamp was like 
really apprehensive and super nervous the whole time. And it wasn't until like they got into, really got into production that he sort of relaxed into it a bit. All right. Um, then why did he sign on for it? Oh, because it was, he talks about it and it was more like, he, he was like, just, if you keep saying yes, they'll move on. Because the list, the list of people that the director runs through mm-hmm. that they tried to get mm-hmm. was, it's quite amazing. Tim Curry, they tried to get yeah, Tim Curry. Yeah, you, like you'd mm-hmm. stop at Tim Curry first. Like yeah. after yeah. Frankenfurter, right? You'd be like, yeah. oh, let's try Tim Curry. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't think it would have had the same impact. It's completely different, yeah. Yeah, different film. Terrence Stamp had this like quietness. It was perfect, I reckon. Yeah. So but you can, almost, you can almost see that anxiety that maybe he had, mm. especially at the start. You can feel it. That yeah. The, the character's got not comfortable. Mm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was really cool. And then, and then like, Hugo Weaving had worked with Stephen Elliott before, so he was like, I'll take any part in this film. Mm. Um, How good is Hugo Weaving? Oh, he's great. Well, and then you. Guy Pearce was, was shaking his neighbour's, um, you know, his neighbour's character. Mm-hmm. And so this was like... <laughs> Perfect. Instant, instant <laughs> shake. Like, yeah, yeah. completely Scott different. Scott Neighbours. Yeah. I never knew that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. For he like was, um, 15 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how much I've been paying attention to Neighbours. <laughs> yeah, right. I did not know that. In fact, that's, let's see how many episodes he did. Oh, most of them, I think. Uh, m- most of them, yeah. He was, I can't even remember what his character name was. That's really weird. Uh, mind you, though, it probably, well, it definitely jump-started his career. He was in some some great films in the in the nineties, mm. yeah. Um, you know, Memento, uh, L.A. Company. Yeah, I think yeah. Internationally, this, I think. I mean, you said the figures before, Brad. Must be Australia only. That can't be right. I feel like this. He film, was in four hundred and fifty-five episodes. There you go. Jeez. I mean, that's huge. from eighty-six to eighty-nine. Yeah, right. Only three. Good years. year, though. Okay. Eighty-nine year of our fathers. Oh yeah. Finish it. He finished because he's finished. like Bill and Ted's out now. There's no point. In me going there's no on. point. Yeah, yeah, I need something different. <laughs> <laughs> he's, no, he must have seen Bill and Ted and gone film. I need to do. Film. I need to do film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is what it. I need to be doing. <laughs> Maybe he saw Bill and Ted and went, "Geez, this looks like every film I've ever seen. There's got to be some kind of connection with it." <laughs> <laughs> we love the guy. Um, I can stare at. Um, hey, did you know that Guy Pearce is not Australian? What? Born in Cambridgeshire, England. Wow, well, born, you know. Hugo Weaving was didn't come here till he was like 16 yeah, as well. We're, all, okay. we're born all over the place. Yeah, good point. You know, well, next you're going to tell me Russell Crowe's not Australian. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> God he's not. Oh, man. Um, I can look. And his dad's a Kiwi. Uh, well, yeah, that <laughs> feels right. Um, I can look at that outback scenery. Mm. Well, like, that's oh, what I was going to say. Like, Tell me about it. This is, is this was obviously given a lot of funding from Australian Film Commission. It's like, okay, give us something Crocodile Dundee esque that's going to bring tourists to Australia. But I don't know. There's sort of like there was a lot of nothingness and a lot of shots of long straight roads with red dirt. Yeah, mm. so good. I don't yeah. know. Maybe if that's something that we're used to and the rest of the world sort of thrives on that, wants to see that. But well, it, having spent a bit of time in Broome recently, driving along those well, ridiculously straight... I don't know see, how the hell they get them that yeah. straight. And just looking at red dirt and scrub bushes for hours, it's like, it's not that interesting. See, this was... The, <laughs> and this is the funny thing about the scene where they all get out of the bus and goes, staring oh, at the fuck. sunset and they're like, oh my God. It's like, guys, haven't you been looking at this for like the last two <laughs> <Yeah>. hours? <laughs> yeah. 
That shot, though, is such a killer shot. Oh, yeah. If you, if you look at it, you got the road, the vastness, but then the sun is behind the clouds perfectly in line with the road. Mm. And he's like, whoa, that's crazy. I knew you'd notice that. Oh, I <laughs> yeah. loved it. I was like, they waited. The geometry of it. Yeah, they the were right on yeah. it. But yeah. i got to say, engineering-wise, that's the worst place to put a road. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah. Directly into, straight the, into sun. the sun. Yeah. They <laughs> yeah. do it all the time. It's like, it's kind of, we're going to go directly here. It's like, well, so what? So there's a whole like two hours of the day where the people driving one way can't see shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Great. Yeah. Awesome. In a land where there's no fences. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So right. cattle are wandering everywhere oh. and roos are everywhere. And <laughs> yeah, just exactly. like, oh, God. God and especially at that time when the sun's just about to set, yeah. <laughs> when yeah. all those animals come out. We we had to stop for like 10 minutes for a cow, I yeah. think. And we are just tuning it like, come on, bro. <laughs> hey, that is doesn't go out. I think yeah, one of it we almost had to get and say, look, a road train's coming soon. Yeah, yeah. And it ain't stopping. Come on, buddy. Come on. Let's move. Yeah, that was, uh, that was wild with the cattle just roaming around. Mm. Um, if we were playing San Dima School film, Owl specific bingo. <laughs> okay. Ten minutes into the film. Name of the movie. Priscilla. Oh, Priscilla. Yeah, yeah, Priscilla, yeah. Queen of the Desert. I'm like, <gasps> You said it. But you know what's funny? I see, I never knew. I always thought it was called Priscilla Queen of the Desert, but it's not. It's The, the Adventures, Adventures of Priscilla of, Queen yeah, of the Desert. Yeah. I was like, wow. It's quite a long name. It's super long mm. name. You'd think they would have trimmed it down a bit, but. And it's funny that the, the whole film is just named after the bus. And it takes, <laughs> yeah. gut, it takes guts to take an old bus into the desert. <laughs> with no mechanical knowledge whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Where did this come from? Well, I was out last night drinking with some Swedish boys <laughs> named Lars, Lars, and Lars. <laughs> Lars, yeah. <laughs> I tell you, though, the one-liners in this film... Oh, they're like, great. There are some great so many God. of them. Like, so many of them. They're like, naming, perfect. naming the dog herpes. <laughs> <laughs> because if it's good, it'll heal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. That's amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> But yeah, so do you reckon this really did some great things for Australian tourism? Because I know that like there's a whole heap of like mad fans of the Chopper film that come to Melbourne specifically to go down to St Kilda Baths where Bojangles used to be and stand yeah. in the car park, get photos taken. It's like you know this is the this is the place from Chopper and all that yeah. sort of stuff. There's a lot of weird things in Australian films that a lot of then it, most of these films, as we know, sort of become very cultish sort of mm. things. Yeah. Chopper being one of them. Mad Max probably. Uh, probably verged out of that. Maybe not Wolf Creek, but, <laughs> but, but I Wolf mean, Creek's ex- still a very popular film. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say the accessibility is probably an issue yeah. though. Like mm. you got to drive fourteen, no more than that. You got to <laughs> drive a lot of hours just to get anywhere near where the. Well, maybe that's uh, thing. So we're unaccustomed, but we know about the vastness, and maybe people from other countries, other than maybe the US or something or Russia or something like that, they don't get that vastness. Mm. People no, don't know can, how big Australia is. Like mm. people have no idea how actually like how massive and, our country is. And for and like you, you suppose when you go to the states, it's like you drive twenty minutes and you're in the next town that you know the name of and you drive another 20 yeah. minutes in, in, in saying that though we were warned like we, we drove what we drove up there in 2013 or something I think it was a while something ago like that, yeah. but we were warned heaps like oh fill up at the major spots because you won't see and we saw fuel all the time up there. yeah like, there was it was actually of, pretty beneficial like I've heard that about um, I haven't done the Nullarbor I really want to go I want to do Nullarbor too but yeah. you know I've heard stories about like oh fill up at every opportunity but I think now yeah. they're starting to establish more I've, I've run out of petrol in the territory. Nice. Yep. Oh no. Yeah, because I I did for you know you're driving the forerunner between. <laughs> yeah. I was. He was. Because you were. But between like driving up there and then work stuff up and down the Stuart Highway, mm. you're right. There's plenty of juice. 
Mm. And it's and it's yeah, available. But if you're just, that, I think the point of that is though that what happens if that petrol station you get to doesn't have any? Yeah, yeah, but there is supply. But issues. because I got used to that, I drove west over to Kununurra. Oh yeah, that's and, a decent drive. Yeah, and there's and there's drive. one stop between it's Catherine. Like, it's like eight hours or ten hour drive. Isn't it? Yeah, something yeah. like that. There's one stop between Catherine and Kununurra, and I was like, oh. There'll be another one. She'll be right. <laughs> She'll be right. <laughs> and I, I ran that. I ran out of juice 15 Ks short of Kununurra. And I had to hitch in and get juice and Kununurra is just <laughs> over <laughs> the border into WA. Yeah, it is, yeah. 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 Or not just over it's it's in, in it's definitely in WA. It's in WA, yeah, yeah, it's but in WA. only just, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah, should right. be on territory time as opposed to WA time. Like it's it's the same time as Perth, which is the same distance. Again, yeah, across, across, yeah, 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 yeah. it's well, I mean, pretty gnarly. So, I mean, with Priscilla, like they not only are they, you know, venturing onto this trip with no mechanical knowledge in a crappy bus, they also decide to take this random shortcut, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, down this dirt road. I'm like, you're not, you're making a difficult situation worse for yourself. It's here. a death like, wish. It's a death. Yeah, wish. Like this could have easily turned into Wolf Creek. Oh, like, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. Because that's the thing, like, at no point when they're setting off do we have any inclination of any supplies apart from clothes that they're taking with them. Oh, no. And the first aid kit. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, the alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, there's no, like, Considering how much these guys drink, that that, that first aid kit would have been empty by the end of the first couple of hours. But even even more psychotic than that, when they do break down and Bernie just wanders into the Oh, my God. That was amazing. I'm like, dude, you are really... Well, that no, was really not. That was a cool scene, though, because it was like a. It was the watching Bernadette walk and Adam painting the the bus. Oh, the bus, yeah, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I'm like that. Like, I that's did, a death wish. I did say before that they got out of um, Broken Hill on a high, but that's when that message was written on the bus, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's it's the same wasn't a high. Yeah. They had a win that night. They had a win that night. Yeah, but yeah. in general. But yeah. then mm. it went bad. Yeah. Do you think it, uh, as much as this film was lovely and as we were saying, it's got a lot of heart in it and stuff, do, do you think it actually touched correctly on some of the social issues? I think it did. I think it was a really nice balance between that like outrageous comedy hmm. and I think that's what I mean, sort of mean by a lot of heart because like it, it balanced between that comedy and what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and what's happening outside of their comfortable bubble and just how like conservative the rest of the country is in 1994. Mm. Um, what do you mean 1994? Well, yeah, it's probably well, more mean, conservative at, in some areas. Yeah, now for sure. At, at the time, like there was um, the statistics coming out of the area where the Imperial Hotel is and like surrounding areas, like in um, I don't know if you guys know so- Sydney geography, but like Surrey Hills and kind of those areas, like where the there was a thriving gay community. The documented statistics were saying that about two um, gay men, I think it was two gay men a year, were being murdered. Yeah. But the, the, they say that the real statistics, you know, like not the official, you know, I do quote air quotations, like, you know, they, they say the real statistics are a lot higher than that. So yeah, they- I think it, it does kind of touch on it, but they probably wanted to keep the film a bit lighter. And, and sh- kind of show the more positive side of it, and rather than getting into the deep dark depths of what was really happening. So yeah, they talk about it in that doco bit about just how like 
risky being in a lot of those clubs was yeah. and that people were dying, people were getting killed That's crazy. regularly and the cops were just like losing evidence yeah. and yeah. like brushing it under the carpet like and all so this sort recent, of stuff. Yeah, you know, like it's, you know, well, it's living history. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. You know, like things are changing for the better mm. in, in such a good way. But. And, and I suppose if there would have been a lot of things that uh, being funded and specifically probably, as I said, done by the Australian Film Commission for a tourism thing, um, mm. that there was a lot of things that... I'm just talking more about the like the Indigenous um, people that were involved in it. There wasn't... You know, the reality of that's very different to what was portrayed in, in this movie, mm. especially like just coming back from Broome. It's like, fuck. Like yeah. literally it was... Uh, not having spent a lot of time in like rural Australia, especially up north, mm. it was it was quite confronting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I just thought maybe that there's... Yeah. Just sort of... I don't know. Was, yeah. I, I just found that a bit strange. It's like, mm, I don't know. I suppose it's not really a huge part of the film and not the point of what this film's trying to get across. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, yeah, I suppose you're not trying to cover yeah. all the angles, but... Yeah, but as I said, I if it's, if it's say, done yeah. sort of as a tourism sort of thing, because I don't know, like Crocodile Dundee, obviously one of the greatest films as far as Australian tourism goes mm. ever. Mm. The true story about Crocodile Mick. Yeah, it's not the movie, oh, I can yeah, tell you. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. He was a drug-fueled, murdering, cop-killing guy that basically went down in a, in a, in a heist. Yeah, right. in, uh, sorry, in a siege where he kidnapped his girlfriend and God. ended up killing three cops or something and being that shot. And, like the, the true story of Crocodile Mick is not Crocodile Dundee. Take I can that, tell Ned you. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Better get a tat of him, Al. Yeah, yeah. Sick yeah. life. Yeah. I'll put it next to my Southern Girls tattoo. Crocs yeah. rule. <laughs> yeah. Um, Interesting yeah, right. story. So, yeah, and maybe the, the true story of this, there's a, probably a hell of a lot of stuff yeah. because they wanted to keep it lighthearted. Well, and that's it. They wanted to There's a lot of stuff that they left out of I loved... The um, it was over the credits, wasn't it? And I'm going to talk about the credits too, but okay. over the credits, um, was that that black fella singing the, the Vanessa Williams the song? Vanessa Williams song. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, that was such an awesome little touch at the end. Yeah. I didn't realize that was him. Yeah, like, yeah. Her, like, oh, yeah, right. Because they get they get them like dressed up when they're out there. Yeah. They're like, yeah, come and come and we'll sort oh, you yeah, out. Yeah, right. Um, oh, there you go. Did yeah. you watch? Post credits, like, did you watch all the way? I was the a end? bit right. Yeah. I can't remember what happened right it's at the end. A bit right at the end. There's a, uh, it's like a monastery. Like, there's some monks walking around, and the kite. The kite. Oh yeah, I've never seen that bit before. I'm like, what the hell was that? Never seen that bit before. Yeah. What the hell? I tell you, just going back to what you were saying earlier, Brad. Like, I, I don't think we ever actually answered your question about whether we thought this did a lot for tourism. I don't think it did much for tourism, but I think what it did was help, you know put gender diverse communities and movements out there more. You know, it well, was like it was, I think you're right. As Elle yeah. was saying, you know, the, what was it? At Elliot. The Elliot Mardi Gras. Oh, yeah, exactly right. Do you like think if it, this film hadn't been around that Elliot, the Elliot Mardi Gras would be yeah, a thing? Like Probably that's not. It. So it, it did so much um, for the communities, you know, like in such a positive way just to say, you know, like, yes, maybe it didn't bring the tourists to when Australia, did, but uh, it just did a... When did Sydney Mardi Gras... Become a seventy eight. Yeah. Become a become a really big thing. Seventy eight was the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. because well, now it's televised exploded. and it's a huge event. You know? It's been televised. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. For, but yeah. for how long for was, decade, did this film have something to do with getting that onto? Maybe I think so. From what I was learning off the this doco mm-hmm. is the 
Sydney at this time, the the drag scene was like evolving and mm. getting like, for lack of a better term, like weirder. Not weirder, but like getting more arty and and more adventurous with what it was doing. And so this, so Priscilla was just so, sort of came out at the right time that it rode on the back of that wave. Mm-hmm. And as Marty, maybe as Mardi Gras was getting like huge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Look, I, I, I can't talk to it cause mm-hmm. you know, I don't have that experience, but maybe, maybe um, they both kind of helped each other, you know, like Mardi Gras helped promote the film and the film. Yeah. Being so successful really yeah. helped promote yeah. Mardi Gras and beyond, you know, like, so. Sym- symbiotic. Yeah. Symbiotic. I tell you yeah. what, it, it absolutely made me want to go and watch um, Muriel's wedding. Again, which really? I which I haven't watched that yep. recent. Like I've watched fairly recently. I haven't seen it in a long time, but why? Just like it, <laughs> something about that. Something about that it's early nineties. Yeah, maybe. But it, and that's Bill Hunter again too. Oh, well, that's it? Bill Hunter again. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know something, but it's something about that nineties Australian comedy that's really endearing. Yeah, like right. it was Castles a, in there too. Yeah. yeah, it's it was it was a time of like because we sort of had moved through like Australian comedy was like sort of quite broad, I guess. Like it was the Barry McKenzie kind of really sort of ochery. Yeah. Mm. Whereas all, I feel like there's a lot of these '90s films, these early '90s that are really heartfelt stories that are really sort of ridiculous and over the top as well. I suppose you'd put Reckless Kelly in there, maybe. Uh, Classic. Um, yeah. I mean, it's maybe. It's terrible, but it's so good. I mean, that's another Hugo. Weird. It wasn't even an island. It was a peninsula. <laughs> <laughs> they towed, the they towed an island, Jules. <laughs> um, Jules, they towed an island. They towed it. With a single tugboat. <laughs> there, oh. I get what you mean, Noel. There is. <laughs> yeah, it's. it feels like yeah. a, a period there's almost of like Australian an, an, film. Yeah, an early 90s Aussie comedy yeah. all fit into like a Like Cozzy genre. fits into there. Cozzy? Yeah. Cozzy? What's Cozzy? Yeah, yeah what's Cozzy? Explain over the Cozzy is like um, Ben Mendelsohn, Tony Collette. Oh, your favs. Barry Otto. Um, so there's Ben Mendelsohn's in it, Alice. Uh, ben, like, oh, oh, ears prick up. Bloody all over it. <laughs> um, but it's like it's set in a... Oh, David Wenham's in it. Um, <laughs> and it's about a guy who... who tries to or helps put on a an opera at a at an institution at a what about strictly mental... ballroom yeah exactly strictly ballroom fits yeah, into yeah. that Great that like mm-hmm. that's like after brad's dropped this one i'm like all right it's, it's gonna be time for strictly ballroom yeah, on my right. list but Have that like over the top oh, long time ago that sort of over the top comedy that has a lot of like real like strong sincerity to it mm-hmm well, I think there's so you've you've spoken about like four or five films that were all huge hits. Yeah, these are massive films. Yeah, um, and like Strictly Ballroom was globally a big, huge thing mm-hmm. as well. But hands down, my favourite Baz Luhrmann film. Fair enough. All right. All those things that these films have in common is that the storyline is great. Yeah, and the actors portraying those characters in that storyline are good. Everything else is like not exactly fantastic. If anything, yeah. it's mostly shit. Yeah. But it's the storyline and the actors portraying it that hold everything together and make these films great. And that's mm. what this film does. Like realistically, other than our four main characters in the bus, 
the rest of the film is pretty fucking terrible. Yeah. But <laughs> the storyline and these actors are what holds mm. this whole thing together and yeah. every other film that yeah. we've just mentioned is exactly the same. Mm. Yeah, There's exactly. zero budget, so they mm. couldn't be spending it on special effects, they couldn't be spending it on yeah. fantastic locations, they couldn't be spending it on... You know, amazing, awesome soundtracks. Although Priscilla does have a pretty bloody good soundtrack, it's incredible, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's spent in the right areas, which is gets back to that whole thing. It's like there's so much thing these days with modern films where it's there's so much emphasis put on all these other things, mm. and they're not lasting. They're just like they're like flash in the pan films because yeah. there's no concentration on the storyline or the it's quick cash. Yeah. It's, quick it's cash. interesting though because you know, like yeah. Thank you. we yeah, talked exactly. about that. I mean, we talked about that last episode with. With Beetlejuice and like the script being pretty thin, mm. but it didn't bother any of us really. Mm. Like we were all like, "This film is great because it's Even visually." Though, and Beetlejuice stunning. was only in it for fourteen minutes. And yeah, 40 minutes. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, but it's like, yeah, it's it's strange that it's not necessarily that formula. Well, I but think in this scenario, yeah. it is like. I think it's just with this film and, and the other films you mentioned, it's money spent right. Mm. Sure. We've got a very limited budget. Let's spend our money on the right things. Yeah. And they, I think they, they spent 215 grand buying a bus, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and another film is uh, an American film that probably did well with that was Dazed and Confused. Yeah. Where the guy straight out just basically wrote a film around a soundtrack, spent most of the money on yeah, the soundtrack, the sound. yeah. then got all these starting actors that were nobodies at the time, which most of those guys are now huge actors, mm. and then had a really interesting story to tell. Mm. Like, it was one night, not much happens, but it was like. We made an hour and a half film out of it. Mm, it's, <laughs> it's a slight divergent. I watched the new Linkletter film the other day. It's called Apollo Ten and a Half, and it's rotoscoped like a Scanner Darkly and the one in the middle that I can't remember the name. There's another one, but anyway, Animatrix. No, no, no. It's another like Richard Linkletter film, but it's it's like dazed and confused, but childhood in the sixties. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, like in Houston. It's yeah. It's I'm. I'd love to talk to people who've seen it because I'm interested to hear what they thought. Because sure. it's a strange thing. But anyway, like yeah, just dazed and confused made me think of that. Where a film where nothing happens, mm-hmm. but a lot happens. But it's captivating. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like someone just telling you a story about yeah. what happened last night. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, exactly. More the point. Money spent right in the right areas to make something good. Yeah. And there's these films I think, are like that. I think what it comes down to is like, I love this period of Australian film. Mm-hmm. I think there's yeah. like, I love what it's, what we produced it just at feels that a bit more, time. It's a bit more gritty, you know, like it's a mm-hmm. bit more real, down to earth. Yeah, know? I think so. It's, oh, it's just, te- yeah, it's telling a realer story. Mm. But the grittiness is good, don't you reckon? Yeah, like, yeah. The, the fact it's not polished. Because yeah. like that, the... The woman in the pub in Broken Hill happened to the director. Like that was a, that was a something that happened to him and his yeah, partner right. when they were in Broken Hill. Uh, yeah, right. Um, yeah. So d- despite the fact that do you reckon they went her to acting Broken? was yeah, but that's what I'm saying because <laughs> yeah. it seems to be that they've tried to include a lot of local people in it. Like yeah. so, a lot of locals in the background. Mm. Do you reckon they just did like a quick? We want someone for this role. Who wants to audition for it? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. particularly we're, we're given... Look, we're looking for someone that looks like this. Who, who wants to do local, it? yeah. Yeah. I tell you what Off you go. You give, it, give it a go. You just you go, look go. like a Marge, <laughs> didn't you? Like, I'll tell you what I was fascinated about was, and I'm interested to hear what you guys think as well, the, the show that they do in Alice, mm. right? They turn up to Alice, 
So they've come out. They've just come from um, Cooper Pedy, mm. which is you know not that close. I was gonna yeah. say yeah. fair it's drive. Really not as uh, it's like that. you know yeah. it's, a, it's still a decent way away, but it's like but the, in in the film you know they've come off that that stuff that happened in Cooper Pedy, which mm. is horrible. Mm. And then they roll into Alice and they pull up and the guy's like, oh, you can't park your bus here. And he's like, oh, no, we're performing. And he's like, oh, the drag queens are here. Like, yeah. you know, it's, they're like way, instantly they're way more welcomed. Mm. Lassiter's Casino. Lassiter's Casino. Spent some time there. Is um, that like Lassiter's Cafe in <laughs> Neighbours? No. No, it's way grosser. <laughs> Watch the World Cup at Lasseter's. Excellent. A lot. Uh, anyway. Is that one of those places where you can't just order a beer because you've got to pick whatever size glass it is because they cater for everyone? Yeah. yeah it was right, great. Right. There's like 40 Alice Springs. <laughs> my time in Alice Springs introduced me to the schooner and I've never looked back. Yep. Apparently, yeah. Alice like, Springs has the best KFC in Australia. That's what I've heard. Oh, I don't um, know that I ever... That's so random. I know. Yep. They did have... The Firkin and Hound had the best schooner of Cooper's Pale... I've I've had in a long time. Jeez, that's a blast from your past, Cooper's yeah. Pale. You'd... Yeah, I don't think the Firkins there anymore, but it was a it was a great bit. Anyway, anyway, um, yeah. So the show, the mm. actual show that they're driving to, and it's like two shows a night for two weeks, mm-hmm. and we see one show of it, or or maybe we see a couple of the shows. I reckon we see a montage of shows. Yeah, like yeah, perhaps possibly. they do one of those costumes. For one show, mm-hmm. you know, they're big costume changes, aren't they? Like, well, they would, yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, whatever. It's, the thing that confused me is the crowd. Uh, not very into was it. really yes. not into it. Thank yeah. you. I noticed that too. It was but almost it, like they weren't expecting that. But it wasn't anything that was developed. Do you know what I mean? Like there was no. Yeah, didn't like yeah, the didn't crowds aren't the digging crowd. it. We're gonna pull the run short because the crowds aren't... It was like a polite clap more than anything. Yeah, like it was it was, it was, it was odd because they seemed to be focusing on the crowd a lot mm. so we could understand their reactions. But then there was nothing about it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. it did. Kind of just and it, it sort of jumped more into the dealing with the sun. Yeah, like straight away. Thing. Because that's weird, isn't it? You'd think the whole time going up there they'd be promoting it. So Other than the, uh, I think it was in one night. So get past the whole cafe bit of all the different costume changes because yeah, yeah. When, when he goes out the next, because he collapses when he sees, oh, his son, yeah, yeah his son, yeah. and then the guy, the door guy mentions it the next day. Ah, oh, that's a fair point. Interesting. He hangs shit on him about. You know, is that how you end all your shows? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's right. yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a bit. It is a bit weird. Yeah, that they didn't really kind of have like a grandioso. People did come around and. Then they started again, selling out. You know, being in a casino is it one of those shows where they're on, but you know, people are there gambling and yeah. doing their own thing. So they're yeah. watching the show, but they're not look, there for the show. Do yeah. you know what yeah, I mean? Maybe. Like spending time in those smaller towns. Like when stuff comes to town, you go. You go. Yeah. You go because there's something on. There's yeah. something on. Correct. So yeah. it's probably more of that it's, vein than it's not basically the equivalent of Celine Dion doing seven years flat out at, <laughs> in you know, Vegas. At, in Vegas, exactly yeah. right. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of um, different. We haven't really. I think I know what you're about to say, Jules. I'm but about to say it. we haven't <laughs> spoken much about that scene where he, where Tick is like all butched up, like yeah, in, his, yeah. in his hat, and he looked weird. Yeah, it was it was amazing. <laughs> and he the, doesn't his wife hang shit on him? Yeah, <laughs> yes. And my favorite part is the spit. Oh yeah, when he like, <laughs> he's, like uh, he's trying to like be all blokey and and yeah, 
and I enjoy, I really enjoy how quickly the sun turns it round mm. and yeah. But the sun's yeah. quite good at turning around because he turns Adam around really quick as well because Adam's there just go like being a real bitch, yeah. Basically just going, oh, "Don't you know your dad does this and this and this?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah it's all right." And Adam's like, "Oh, well, because Adam's so, play Lego? Adam's so like, used yeah. to the other response, isn't he?" Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And then, and then, he, yeah, that, and then he goes, "Oh, I've got, do you want to go to my other to my room? We've got Lego." And he's like, "Oh, yeah, 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 yeah right. sounds good." <laughs> <laughs> so okay, this kid's pretty cool. Yeah, and I, I think then schooled by a child, I think then you know, he like, also like then starts to like Tick's wife as well because it's like okay this. She's yeah. brought this kid up pretty good. Because yeah. they've a, obviously all had very terrible upbringings. Mm. Yeah. Especially Adam. There's a, there's oh, a, yeah. a, a big um, gay community in Alice too. So yeah. cool. that sort of suggests to me why they were there. And yeah, it was good. But apparently there's a broom muddy grower as well. There yeah, right. awesome. Mm. What's broom like? Never been to broom. Uh, hot. Yep, okay. Is there a lot of brooms in broom? No, I've... There's as sand I was flying everywhere. out, I was like, <laughs> I didn't take a photo of a broom in broom. That's what there's, oh. uh, there's a good brewery. <laughs> cool. Matzo's? Yeah. Anyway. Ginger beer is a thing in broom. We we haven't talked about the credits. Did uh, anyone read the credits? You know we love a, a random credit title. Yeah. Oh my God, there were Agent hundreds. Really? There were hundreds Agent in Boa, this. Yeah. Really? Yeah, there were things like the best naughty boy. Instead of the best boy. <laughs> no shit. And there were like... <laughs> I did not notice. And there were things like uh, special thanks with sugar on top. And then there was special thanks oh. uh, like no sugar but with cream. And then special thanks, no artificial sweetener. Like there was all this <laughs> I'm stuff. So and I missed it. And then right at the end it was like filmed in Dragavision. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> these credits are awesome. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's oh, good. to go through it again. Yeah, boys, I'm gonna get it in. We are kicking on in time. We're really kicking on in time. Golly, but that's good. A movie worth talking about. Well, movie worth watching. Good choice. Movie worth watching. I'm so glad it wasn't what you were expecting (laughs) too. We'd all seen it, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, But so, yeah, yeah. long, long time. I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. I said it was at least ten years for me. Mm. Yeah, right. Right, Tim. Right. Um, because we're kicking on time, it is now time. To link the adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, with the Almighty Bill and Ted's excellent <laughs> venture, and through that we're going to do it be- through this segment. I'm losing my words. <laughs> the segment is every film has a shared universe. Um, the BTU. So don't look at. The, I don't know, Brad. I don't know, and I'm not going to ask you. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you because uh, good choice. <laughs> look, I mean, in a what would be perfect is if this was an Amer- okay I, again I'm I'm spitballing nothing but if it was an American film you could say that the desert is just the desert from Bogus Journey <laughs> we can't do that like before the Porsche Damn the bus it. the bus drives Damn past it. <laughs> I, I mean I feel like that at some point Wild Stallions would have done an Australian tour and you know they spoke ahead and they're like we're looking for some good how, value people to help us tour around the country how about you know how Bill and Ted are in that well we're going to go back to the desert thing you know how yeah. they're in limbo could it just be any desert really <laughs> like a, an accumulation of all deserts true and therefore maybe Priscilla did drive past at some point during that scene when they were killed <laughs> I mean Maybe. I mean, yep. I mean, it's a sure. stretch. It's a long bow. The bow's drawn. <laughs> the perfect part of that would have been if Bill and Ted were standing there and Priscilla, Priscilla drives past and one of them just goes, hmm, night for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking if, if Wild Stallions came to Australia and maybe they did a tour with 
in Priscilla, the bus that was their tour bus while they were in Australia, traveling Ooh, to all like the uh, rural spots or that you got to hit up. Maybe like, maybe the bus is like an old. SWAT truck that has been decommissioned. <laughs> SWAT bus. Oh, man. Look, I think all of them work uh, somehow. Maybe Bill and Ted did a drag show at one point. Who knows? Took some advice. That would have been cool. Yeah. I like this. I like the, the Wild Stadiums doing a tour. Yeah, tour. Well, you know, death, the bus death, you know, Death did a bit of the with the, the maid's uniform in, oh, in yeah, heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's. I think they all work, to be honest. Yeah, like, yeah that's true. That's the beauty. It's so connected. Yeah, it's so connected. There's yeah. all these lineages. It's universal. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think all right, we'll move on from that. We'll move on from that. I think we nailed it. Lineage. If anyone has anything better, which you may do, let us know because we have magnets. Still. And, uh, oh, yeah. You know, we can check where they are. (laughs) Did you ever give a magnet to whoever won the magnet? Who won the magnet? Adam? No, because he made them. He made them. He's got heaps of of magnets. Imagine if we gave him one as a prize. That'd be great. That'd be so fun. Anyway. um, Ratings. Yeah, good stuff. Ratings. Brad, this is your... All right. Um, I hadn't thought about ratings. Um, (laughs) Think about it. Uh, Look, I'm going to say great film. Obviously, a pinnacle point in Australian movie making. Hmm. Is it as good as Bill and Ted's? Maybe not. Hmm. Would I watch Bill and Ted's over this? Maybe. So I'm going to give it... It's going to be close, but I'm going to go 80. Hmm. Cool. Glad I watched it again, though. Hmm. Glad we did it, because it was enjoyable. I did watch it last night. And I was going to say, Gab's watched the first bit of it with me, and it was very interesting. He was asking a lot of questions, trying to be as straightforward as possible. But when um, Bernadette's partner dies, he's like... Did that man's boyfriend die? Oh, nice. Yeah, mate, he did. It's like, oh, okay. And then, and then he was like, is that a man in a dress? Yeah, mate, it is. Oh, okay. Just a lot of little questions like that. And mm. it's like, oh. and he awesome. just like, fine. And then he, then he went off and played Monster Trucks. As you just <laughs> um, I'll give this a solid 77. 70. What? 7777. <laughs> it's in there somewhere. We know 7770. <laughs> no, a solid 77. Shut up, guys. <laughs> Se- 70%. 70%. For me, this, I I loved it. I had a great time. It's pretty easy. And to I, watch. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry that I hadn't gone back to it sooner mm. and that it took this to go back to it, but. And I'm now having this awakening of like early '90s Australian film, and mm. I'm gonna go home and like see what else I can watch dig Muriel. out. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. gonna watch Muriel and then see what else I can dig out. I'd have so. to say I think Muriel is a better film than this. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I maybe. I can't remember it at all. I've definitely seen it. Didn't I don't know. You're terrible, Muriel. <laughs> it's yeah. I'd have to. I'll, I'll let you know. I have to agree with you. you know, like I'm the same. I'm like you know after watching this. Um, yeah, it's kind of like, how did I not watch this again? Mm. Like, how has it been? Like, I reckon it's probably since the 90s, since I've seen this. I was yeah. young when I saw this, like, you know, like not long mm. after it came out. And yeah, you know, like that Aussie, yeah, I want to watch and go watch a bunch of just gritty Aussie films. And the funny thing is that now probably like, you understand it more now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because so much of this film is in like Australian zeitgeist or culture. Like, yeah. 
I, you know, I don't feel like I didn't know this film at all mm. because I hadn't seen it in so long. Mm. But, like, it's a very familiar story still. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. Like, watching it, I remembered it very clearly. I was yeah. like, I remember this. This is great. Like, you know, yeah. a couple of reminders in there. But but it's been a long time since I've seen it. Like, I remember it. Like, it obviously, when I watched it at the time, it was very impactful, I guess you'd say. So, I did. You definitely remember it a lot. But anyway, I, I, I won't harp on too much. But... Uh, for me, rating, um, yeah, I think I'm similar to Brad. Just to change it up, I'll go eighty. I'll go eighty-two percent. <laughs> like, you know, like thoroughly enjoyed it. Laughed my ass off. I thought the one-liners were spectacular. Awesome. Um, for three uh, girls that had no idea how to fix a bus, they could drive it all right. They could mm. drive it all right. Because yeah. I can tell you, driving an old bus like that's not easy. <laughs> no, yeah, you need a special license for that. I'm pretty sure. But anyway, Victorian Edge I noticed on that bus too. Oh, yeah. Pardon? Victorian registration on that bus too. Really? Maybe not in '94. One That's question I, Lars Lars and Lars I was going to ask you actually: How would you feel about Ooh. them walking around with no seatbelts on? Yeah, you know what? Actually, it was. It wasn't until the end that I had an issue with it when the kid was on, and I noticed that the bus was moving and the kid was dancing around, and I'm like, "That child should be secure." <laughs> you know, like, I was like, "Oh yeah, it, bothered think me. Of it did bother me." I had a I had an epic problem with the severe lack of uh, sunscreen. In this film, oh, or just yeah. general sun smart, like they are yeah. out in the middle of the desert. With when when Bernadette went on. off on her trek, she was quite well equipped. She was, she was pretty good. Toby in white, but uh, yeah, but no water. Adam, no yeah. Water, yeah. Woo, yeah. Adam was just like tiny shorts the whole film. Yeah, all day in the sun, <laughs> yeah. painting the bus. Yeah, yeah. Got a lick of sunburn. Yeah, he would have finished with blisters after <laughs> yeah. that yeah. for yeah. sure. Oh, man. I'm like, oh, I'm getting old. If yeah. that's the stuff I'm noticing, yeah. Your kid's got sunscreen on yet? Put some sunscreen on. Oh, that that tan had lots of hours in it though. Yeah, that was that's oh, yeah. no spray tan. That's no. that's he's worked that's for a long genuine. time to get yeah, that yeah. tan. Yeah. Tim. Oh yeah, ratings. Um, <laughs> and I was going to say, and if I look like him, I'd be walking around in only shorts. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I walk around in shorts and no, look nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Look, I'm a I'm a little further down than the rest of you. Um, it's been. I've seen. I reckon I would have only seen this once prior to this viewing, and it would have been twenty years ago. Um, loved the performances. Um, thought the story was nice and simple. I'll agree with you, Brad. Pretty much everything outside the core of the film, I was just a bit like, oh. wasn't great. It's a bit cringy. <laughs> um, I really, I had trouble with the Filipino wife mm. scenes, big time. Yeah, we didn't talk yeah. about that at all. Did and we? It, it, it was a bit stressing for my partner as well. Yeah, when she was watching it, so that that was a real dampener, and and it really, uh, that Bob character just seemed really gross to me. Yeah, I just didn't. I didn't like him much. Like, yeah, he was fixed to the bus and he was really nice, but there was just this whole other side that we didn't we really did, yeah. touch on enough and yeah. we joked about, you know, that he 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 slept with this woman overseas and they got married in a drunken yeah. stupor and then, you know. And he took her home. And then just yeah, the horrible point, stereotypes around all that sort of stuff yeah. was a bit upsetting. But when we got to, when we got to um, Alice Springs, I, the movie really elevated a lot in terms of the relationship with the son and, and his wife and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, I don't know. Like, I, I, I might watch it again at some point, but at the moment I'm probably sitting more around the 45-50, I think. Mm. But I do... I, I, I definitely... I, I, I do appreciate what this film has kind of done, particularly for, for the LBGTQ plus community. Mm. Um, and, I, and, I, and one of the things... And the reason why I asked you... Jules, you know, in 
particularly in relation to the birdcage, was you know one of the things that came up in the birdcage a lot was like the stereotype of of um, of the gay community being this very over the top. Whereas this kind of was to a degree as well, but mm. I, I do the distinguishing factor. I think was good that you made that this was more about the relationship between the three of them and their journey as opposed to having to change for society. Yeah, and sort of stuff. So yeah, mm. so that's kind of where I'm sitting. Nice, with awesome it. work, Timmy. It's a good mm. summer. Um, good. All right. Before we get on to what we're doing next time, we need to know where we can find us. I'm going to ask you today, Jules, Ooh, about just letting people know ones. if they want to. This wasn't a a listener request, but we do have one coming up. Um, how yeah. can people get in touch with us to request a film? Get us on the Insta face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, get us on Facebook, San Dimas Film. Um, San Dimas School of Film on Facebook. Um, we're on Instagram is San Dimas Film. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, San Film at gmail.com if you want to throw an email. Well, I think Facebook is the best place to get us. Um yeah, they're really the main three that I we think have so. to cover. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've covered it pretty well. Do request mm. a film um, we like because it. we love it and we're about to do a request. Al, who have we got? Next on the request list is Slaney Senior. Oh, shit. Oh, he's already had a run, hasn't he? I'm pretty <laughs> yes, sure. Yeah. Your, your dad got one in. No. Oh, my dad. <laughs> <laughs> my brother. Oh, no, my dad, yeah. That, yeah, would, be, that would be amazing. He requested the mechanic's guide to, you know... <laughs> Four-stroke engines. <laughs> cool. How to get how to get rust off things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very in, the guide very to de-rusting the 1956 yeah. version. It's a very informative piece of <laughs> yeah. information. Oh, very much. Um, so. No, we're gonna take one from Andrew Slaney, your older brother. <sighs> <laughs> nah, he's yeah. good. He's good. Uh, he's requested Spaceballs. Oh, oh, look out! <laughs> Childhood classic. Look out! Yeah. yeah. It's been, a, right. it's been a long time. It's been a very long time. Yeah, yeah. So we'll Longer see than how, this one. See how this goes. Well, I can't even remember the last time. Well, we're getting into spoof season, clearly. Yeah. So, very good. Well, have we got anything else to add before we close it up here, gents? No, we're all good. Fantastic. Any final business? No, I'm good. I don't think so. How good's Bill and Ted? Excellent. <laughs> uh, good. Well, yeah, Spaceballs coming up next episode, so please stay tuned for that. In the meantime, be excellent to your ears. Don't forget to potty on dudes. Thank <laughs> you.